he needs to get down and use some of the swin the uh, the Swindon internet that we've got here at the minute. It's, I'm, I'm drowning, internet. drowning in Swindon. <laughs> Definitely Did you just say Swinternet? Yes, Swinternet. Which I like. I think that's excellent. I like that. Fun. Yeah, there should there needs to be a company called Swinternet that offers like because I don't know, some kind of some kind of Swindon based lease line provider. Swinternet would be that you'd get really shit service. <laughs> yeah. It'd be good on King Road and that would be it. Welcome to the Long Snapper podcast, the podcast that supports mask wearing, or maybe we're just anti-tubs, I'm not sure which. Um, I'm not going to go, go down the uh, mall over rabbit hole, although we do have a different crossover this evening. Um, joining me, I have Doug. I'm not, I'm not going to say from the mall over podcast, although that is you these days. Um, how are you? I'm all right, mate. Thanks. Um, at a loose end, so happy to step in. <laughs> I mean, we're all at a loose end. <laughs> Literally had nothing better to do. Quite. The other option was Newcastle against Norwich on the on the telly. Oh yeah, I see why you're here. Um, although, you know, if you change your mind, um, I'd understand. Um, Mark Salen <laughs> is here as well. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, not bad, thanks, mate. You? Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very well. Very well. Thanks. Thanks for asking. And uh, Patrick. Hello. How are you doing? You've just told uh, us. You, you don't need to ask that. me as well. Um, <laughs> too too late, Pat. Too late, Pat. Come on. <laughs> going to have to jump your intro next time, am I? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry. They're they're barely they're barely intros. Um, yeah, we'll we'll obviously kick off in the usual fashion. Um, if you if you listened to us last week, you might notice a similarity between what um, Pat has got for us again. Yes. Well, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to this. I feel like I'll be able to follow it this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if that matters too much. I mean, most people that listen to this are us, so it's, it's all fine. <laughs> so we're repeating our game of Blockbusters from last week with uh, a new board, although some of it is the same as the old board, the questions we didn't use. I guess with Doug as guest, we should give him the op- option of playing with Mark, playing with Adam, or beating them both I know which I'd choose yeah I'll beat them both definitely definitely go by yourself so Doug will be going from top to bottom trying to link four squares together Adam and Mark will be going from left to right or right to left trying to link five squares together Um, questions will come in first person on the buzzer gets the uh, shout if they get it wrong it goes over to the other player I'm going to start you with BAA, the centre square, or sort of centre, if you can have centre in a four-row grid, but you know what I mean. Um, middle row, second from the bottom, third from the top, whichever you prefer. BAA. What BAA is a founder member of the NFL? Why, why, why don't I know that? I don't know if I should know that. Yeah. It's not jumping out at me. I'll time it out then. It was the <coughs> Buffalo All-Americans. That was put in there with Mark and Mike. Thanks, so no, didn't have a clue. Trimming it down then to BA. What BA was a 2012 third round Jacksonville Jaguars pick despite being a punter? Adam. Adam. 
Brian Anger. Brian Anger is correct. Adam wins the first square. A blue point. Adam, choose us a next another square. Alright, let's let's go with JH on the far left. JH. Speculating to the keynote, I like it. <laughs> Which JH is the best NFL head referee? Dougie. Dougie. I know this. Well, I know who, in my view, is. Um, Mark, if you're happy for me to, to steal. Yeah, go for it, yeah. Um, I, I think this is John Hussey. John, John Hussey. It's got to be John Hussey. Yeah. John Hussey is correct. Good job. Second square, Adam and Mark. Adam, pick another square. LL. LL is... Which LL... Is a celebration you might see in Wisconsin. Dougie. Dougie. Lambo Leap. Lambo Leap is correct. Superb work. T. T. Thank you. Which T <laughs> is the mascot of the Denver Broncos? Oh, um... Dougie. Dougie. Tornado. Close, but not the one. It's, um, it's Thunder. Thunder is right. Good job, Mark. Oh, what a guess, which I assume that was. <laughs> well, I think Thunder and Lightning was the winning last time, so it had to be in there somewhere, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Just a coincidence, but you're correct. You still not see the screen? I can now. Good, yeah. okay. So, Mark, pick us a square. Uh... Let's go for D. D. What D is a chant you might hear shouted in Jacksonville? Dougie. Dougie was first. Duval. Duval is correct. Boo. That's annoying. They are Dougie picks a square. <laughs> uh, um, BW. BW. What BW currently leads his team in total tackles? Ooh. He's up in Seattle. Adam. Adam. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is correct. Good job, Adam. You did that one, Adam. Yeah, I did. Adam, pick us a square. Let's go with S. S. Far right. Far right. What S is a chant you might hear shouted in Minneapolis? Mark. Adam. Mark was first. Scroll. Scroll. Yes, sir. Mark was spelled square. correctly, but you'll be pronounced correctly. It was spelled <laughs> as the team spelt it, which for you would be incorrect. Incorrectly, yeah. Uh, I assume we just want to go for it, Adam. Yeah, let's let's finish this off. Okay, SK. SK to complete the chain or set W up for a steal. Which SK has the most punts for a single team in the NFL? <laughs> I only don't know it because it was said last well, week on commentary. Like, I, even, I, I never get to see fucking punters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, S S K. I can only. I can only. Oh well, it, I guess it must be him because he's got the. <laughs> Think of a pantser with those initials. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can think of one, but then I was thinking, but Dougie. is he the most amount of pants? Dougie, Dougie's got there. Uh, oh, I need... Mark. Mark. Come on, Mark, steal it. Sam Cock. Sam Cock is correct. Takes the win. <laughs> how about less punch questions? Less than what? Just, All right. Just, well, you had two mates because you had Brian yeah. Angle as well. Oh, yeah. that's true. Just, just for clarity, we had two Jaguars questions and two punter questions <laughs> in six questions. I mean, the, the, that feels similar to last week when we played it. <laughs> what can I say right about what I like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there, there you go. Um, it always helps playing against, I mean, I've, I've missed playing against you, Doug, in quizzes where you just can't remember people's names. Oh, that, yeah. that doesn't help. Like punters. His surname is Cock. <laughs> Probably spelt with an H, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. no Quentin de Cock playing against Dinesh Ramdin, is it? <laughs> All right. There, tubs. <laughs> um, shall we? Shall we try and win some money? In our Steve Brains anytime touchdown corner, Tubbs fucked it for charity bet, whatever we, we want to call it. Um, I mean, it can't go worse than last week, can it? It can't go worse than that field goal attempt or the following field goal attempt. In Very fact, little was made of the fact that I absolutely nailed two in a row after he missed both of his. That, that was on purpose, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that must have really made it 10 times worse for him. But if you, if you hadn't done that, to be perfectly it. honest, I don't think he knew what day of the week it was, let alone what he was kicking. <laughs> was there not a, pro- a concussion protocol in place for the more over implication? The, the, the concussion protocol was get the fuck off the field. You don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> to, which you, to which he replied, why are we all at Butlins? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say he's he's recovered, but I can't tell the difference, quite honestly. No. Um, right, let's let's all pick a a touchdown scorer for the coming week, and I'm just going to throw games at you and get you to, at no notice whatsoever, pick a touchdown scorer from that game. We've got seven six o'clock games. Um, Craig, uh, Rich, and Russ are all not here, um, and the four of us are going to pick one on the fly. They have given answers in advance um, supposedly spontaneously Craig from the Chargers Bengals game picked Justin Herbert to score a rushing touchdown which is such an awful decision that must have been spontaneous right Quite. yeah it was just the first play we could think of I imagine which yeah. I suppose is fine um, yeah, you'd, you'd think there'd be more likely scores in that game but no we're going with Justin Herbert um, Russ in the Colts versus the Texans has gone with Michael Pittman again I'd say that choice is flawed, um, but is, is uh, for a rushing touchdown? Is this no, any any touchdown. any, any touchdown? touchdown. Um, yeah, obviously receiving or or rushing, not passing. Um, uh, Rich has gone has picked from the Bucks Falcons game and Rob Gronkowski. Um, Pat, let's start. I'll start with you. I'm going to throw you Vikings against the Lions. 
Ooh, well, let's go Alexander Mattison then. Not Dalvin Cook. I respect that. <laughs> He's broken, isn't he? Well, everyone's broken by now, this time of the year. Um, Mark, you have got Eagles against the Jets. Um, I'm fi- pretty convinced that that game will will finish 3-0. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably go with Jalen Hurts. Another QB, yeah, fair enough. Um, At least that will make sense. Yeah, it's also hard to imagine too many players scoring, as you say. Yeah. Um, Doug, I'm going to throw you the Giants against the Dolphins. Um, let's go with Salvon Ahmed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and <laughs> Francis trying to work if you work out if you've just made up a name. <laughs> I like him because he sounds like an ointment. Yeah, <laughs> he, looked, he was he was really good for about three games last year. Yeah, I'm relying on I'm relying on Miles Gaskin getting an injury and Salves coming in and uh, they have they have right, just picked up they have just picked right, up right, Philip right Lindsay yards. <laughs> but it will get you the odds boost. So there you go. that's true, <laughs> which you need um, when you're picking a sevenfold accumulator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this week we are winning a lot of money um, if we if we get away. I'm going to finish this off with. Cardinals against Bears and go with I should go for someone ludicrous. No, James Connor uh, because I can't think of anyone ludicrous. So that is just to recap, Michael Pittman, Alexander Matteson, um, whoever Doug said, Ahmed, <laughs> Savlon Ahmed, Salvon Sav- Ahmed, Savlon Ahmed. <laughs> um, J- Jalen Hurts, James Connor, Justin Herbert and Rob Gronkowski. If this does win, and it's because Salvon Ahmed gets a touchdown, Adam, I want you to buy a Dolphins jersey with Savlon written on the back. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> some of the winnings. Um, no, I'll pay for it myself. If, if this okay. happens, but, but you I'm have to. Pay... Buy, but with those winnings, you have to buy that jersey in Miami. Oh yeah. They think, well, hang on. This is this is meant to be charity if this well, that, wins. But that was suggesting yeah, well, that we fund the trip to Miami. Every week, every week you do this. I do. Well, I I sit I sit in my car wherever I'm off to to work. You know, um, what wondering barely concealing my rage um, <laughs> until this segment, and then I get I do get the 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 what the, the sort of. If they do win this, there's no way they're giving several thousand pounds to charity. <laughs> there is just no way on earth they're ever giving that money to charity. <laughs> if Ross, if Ross won it from his Betfair account, he would be on the golf holiday oh. to end all golf holidays. <laughs> you know, I do, I do worry about that. That is a concern. It depends who's placed the bet yeah. on that occasion. How morally corrupt that person is. Yeah. Look each other in the eye. Do you take it in turns to share who do, who puts the bet on? Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah usually. Right. So, can you all sit there and look me straight in the eye and say you've put the bet on every week? Yes. <laughs> you, Adam, you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there may have been one or two mishaps, um, but. There was in, one. In our defence, they wouldn't have won anyway. On those weeks, how how far into the games were you sweating it out for? Uh, it's never been that close. I'll, uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, 
There was once I forgot to do it and then put it on in play and it actually made the odds far better because obviously there was less of the game to go. Um, but the uh, only problem was getting the accumulator on in play was a nightmare because any time the, like, the guy is near scoring, you're, they suspend the, the market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to, to, you, the, the, the hard bit was waiting for a time when you could put the bet on. And that was the thing that I was like, my ass was like this. Because yeah. like, oh, if this comes in, and I think we got that week, I think we went like four out of six. And so, um, yeah. I mean, but you haven't, but Adam, you haven't placed it sometimes. Unbelievable. I just all comes out now in the wash, doesn't it? It does. Doesn't <laughs> it? It really this, does. this is this is one thing. Like admin wise, if we ever if we ever pick a Thursday night game, that that's prime for forgetting. Um. So what what I've done this week? Seven six p.m. games Sunday. It's yeah. We'll 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 do it. What would you have done if we'd have won that? If it had come in that week, Adam? I probably lied about how much you won. <laughs> uh, the odd the odds were terrible. Uh, from a five pound stake uh, accumulator, I can't believe it's only twelve pounds seventy eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll donate that to charity myself. <laughs> yeah, th- this time there is a serious flight risk if if Tubbs places the bet this week, so yeah. someone else had better do it. Yeah. I, I would not trust that back cunt as far as I could throw it. <laughs> I just sent him eighty five pounds for a cricket ticket. I'm never going to see as that he can again. Kick a field goal. <laughs> All right, shall we review some games? Um, yes, let's. And where are we? We've—I I don't know what week it is anymore. It's—it's it's towards the back end of the season. We'll start. It was Thanksgiving last week. We'll start with Chicago sixteen, Detroit fourteen. The Lions are awful, and the Bears <laughs> are only very marginally better to win this Thanksgiving. Who gives a shit fest? Las Vegas thirty-six, Dallas thirty-three. Cut to Gormless McCarthy can. <laughs> He's got COVID. Buffalo 31, New Orleans 6. Starting Tatum isn't going to fix this, Sean. It just isn't. Tampa Bay 38, Indianapolis 31. What a game. If you don't love finishes like this, Colts fans aside, then you're following the wrong sport. Tennessee 13, New England 36. Rubber the Green helped the Pats to a more flattering scoreline than they truly deserved. New York Jets 21, Houston 14. It's very easy to see why these two teams have five wins between them. Awful game, where the main question remains how both these teams managed to beat the Titans. (laughs) Philadelphia 7, New York Giants 13. The NFC East is shit. (laughs) Carolina (laughs) 10, Miami 33. The Cam bounce back didn't last as long as the Panthers had hoped. Also, C-Mac is back on IR. Fire up the tank. Pittsburgh 10, Cincinnati 41. Burroughs buries Ben. Bye-bye. Atlanta 21, Jacksonville 14. The last time the Jags beat the Falcons, the quarterbacks were David Garrard and Jerry Harrington. Admittedly, this could be a one-sentence preview, but I don't have anything noteworthy to say about the game itself. LA Chargers 13, Denver 28. The Broncos showcase that maybe a defence can be enough to get you into the playoff hunt, with rookie Patrick Satan twice picking up Justin Herbert to dominate the faltering Chargers. LA Rams 28, Green Bay 36. Despite what Aaron may think, the only hope here is in Aries. Minnesota 26, San Francisco 34. 
The Niners' playoff push continues. Can they overhaul the Rams? Cleveland 10, Baltimore 16. Despite Lamar throwing four picks, the Browns still couldn't get it done. Baker looks like a rabbit in the headlights right now, and this was a game for fans of defense. Finally, Seattle 15, Washington 17. Whisper it quietly, but the football team are well in the playoff hunt after holding on to beat the Seahawks, condemning Russell Wilson to losing three games in a row for the first time in his career. That was a weird game. There was a there was a lot of really shit performances this weekend, like really really terrible football. There's a lot of terrible football in general. I think this yeah. this yeah it's 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 a weird one. Um, Doug, it's it's been a while. Um, you're obviously chatting about rugby for for Mallover every well most weeks at the moment, which is good. Um, what NFL wise have you anything caught your eye this year, or or who do you like? Um, what's impressed you? Rather than go in the opposite uh, well, direction. I'll, I'll be honest. This has been this season and last season have been the two seasons that I've been least invested in the NFL. Um, to me, <laughs> just right. just as the Chiefs look <laughs> start to start to look formidable. He's a he's a well, Browns fan now. Well, I'm not a fan of anyone really. To be honest, I'm I'm struggling with the game. I think rug, rugby and the NFL have got really sort of close parallels in that the get the game's got an image problem so it's trying to tidy up its image with regard to head injuries and is becoming a league of unintended consequences in that the 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 game has been adjusted to a point where in order to make it safer they've made the product harder to watch some of the some of the penalties and some of the um, officiating this season has, has been unbearable. Like you, the, some teams, it, it's like the the best play in their book is to. I mean, the the, the Raiders are the case in point this week. We're just going to sling it sixty yards downfield and hope we get a pi because that's a legitimate play. Now you do that three times in a set of downs, one of them's going to be a pass interference. Oh, the, the, Colts, the Colts have got three wins, at least, by basically doing that. Yeah, and and you get you, you get really wonky results as, because teams can stay in the game without a game plan. They can just hoy the ball downfield. I'm, I'm, the, the, um, you know, we went for a phase with football where people were diving all over the place and waving imaginary cards. The NFL is now waving, throwing imaginary flags every other play. It's mm. it's terribly yeah. frustrating. It's not a good product, and it's all come about for this. You understand why they do it because they have these, you know, assets that run into hundreds of millions of dollars, which make the game even more unwatchable if they're not there. So they have to be protected. But in order to protect them, you've skewed the game so far the other way that it's becoming harder to watch, almost harder to watch than when you've got two backup quarterbacks going head-to-head. Because that's the thing. It almost doesn't feel like it's working, does it? Because of the amount of injuries. And that, for me, has been the thing that's hurt the product more than anything. It's the, the sheer volume of injuries. And, you know, when you've got like marquee games with backup quarterbacks and backup running backs and teams like New Orleans that are, you know, you're talking about Tony Jones and, like, Trevor Simeon leading the line, it's... No one wants to watch that. It's like dire 
but it's the, the steps they're taking to try and overcome it just aren't don't seem to be getting it done. The thing is, they don't really care about player safety. They care about not being seen to care about player safety. <laughs> if they cared about player safety, they'd make similar contact rules for everyone as much as they care about the quarterback, but they don't. And it just but you wouldn't have a game there. if that was the case. Well, I'm not saying they should, but you know, if you're saying but, player but, safety but is your paramount importance. You can get 20 middle linebackers for the price of one above-average quarterback. So it makes sense to protect the above-average quarterback. Um, the, the the way they're protecting the, the defensive players is to limit contact training and practice, which means that the tackling is dreadful, mm-hmm. yeah. which uh, is apparent week in, week out. I think you've got some... There, there also seems to be... There was a good piece in the ringer the other a couple of weeks ago about the cult of the coach and how that's um, no longer. Uh, if you haven't read any of the Ringer stuff on the NFL, it's really fucking good. Just take take ten minutes out of your day and um, read a couple of Ringer articles um, about the cult of coach and how that sort of all-seeing font of all knowledge. I know best, you know. Um, larger-than-life coaching figures are starting to disappear in favour of these more cerebral, uh, younger coaches who didn't, you know, weren't high school coaches, then college coaches, then NFL coaches, position coaches, and have a 30-year career or whatever in coaching. Um, And players are more likely to question that. I think you're seeing that a lot of NFL clubs at the moment, specifically your club, Pat. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I Judging think... by his press conference, our coach knows nothing. Every time he's asked a question, it's like, oh, that's a, I don't micromanage. That's a coach's decision. Why is James yeah. Robinson not in the game for 16 plays in a row? Oh, no, it's just a thing that happened. I don't I do not deal with that. Well, you should. Yeah. Get fucking battered it's every day. literally game. your job to deal with that. Yeah, uh, but I think that's just another reason why the game, to me, at the moment, is just a little bit disjointed across the board. I don't think there's anyone team that really looks like they've got everything screwed together. You look at the Bucks and Bruce Arians hasn't got a fucking clue what's happening there. He's just <laughs> on the piss. <laughs> I reckon he's on the piss every week. He, he, he's got the old Fergie face, hasn't he, with the, the old red blotches. I, <laughs> I don't know. It, to me, it just seems like there's a a lowering of standards. I, I basically well, think we... coaches can't coach how they used to coach. They can't do two a days. They can't do all this stuff. They, players don't respect the coaches. Um, the officiating slips because the rule book's so complex because of all the unintended consequences of rule changes that happened 10 years ago. Um, I don't know. I think the product's suffering slightly, maybe. Um... It's certainly... there's There's a clear... Trend this, well, this, this year, and I don't, I don't think it's just this year, there are a lot of unpredictable results. And if if the standard has dropped a bit, then that that could be a reason for that. Um, I don't know if it's it's weird with the, with the injuries, because I think, like, as, as Mark said, I, I don't think fewer players are getting injured now because of these rule changes. Uh, but, also, but whether that's a general the threshold for being injured is different. So you know, you'd have players in the 80s when we first started watching would 
their leg would be half hanging off and they'd just miss a couple of snaps and they'd be back in. You know, now there are the concussion protocols are stricter, for example, but other injuries as well. There's, there's more caution everywhere. So maybe the effect of that offsets the rule changes. So we're, st- we're still seeing plenty of injuries. Yeah, I, I feel like the, large, the larger point I'm trying to make is it's hard to get invested in games. And, like, does anyone know who's good? <laughs> well. <laughs> who's actually good? Because the teams that were good last year aren't good this year. The Bills, the Bucks, everyone. And, and it, it was all supposedly because it was the COVID season. There was wonky games last year. Well, this season is a normal season. And... I still don't know who's good. I mean, the Jets could go out next week and hang 50 on someone, for all I know. It wouldn't surprise me. I've seen... I, I saw... Uh, who was it? Who was I watching the other night? Oh, crap. My brain. Honestly, I can't remember who it was, but I was, I was watching it thinking... That I don't understand who's coaching these players. I don't understand what the... There was, there was one game where the quarterback sort of danced around, it was a fourth down, um, and then and then just threw the ball away. <laughs> that like, sounds like a Tyler Heineke trick. Just, just threw the ball away on fourth down. Just throw a pick. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, ironically, ironically, Ryan Tannehill got slated by some for throwing a pick in that exact situation. What do you, what would you prefer him to do? Take a sack? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The, you, you see plays like I've seen some of the worst plays I've ever seen watching the NFL this year. One of the worst ones I've seen ever was in that Giants game where they ran, they basically ran three crosses trying to get a rub route, and all three receivers <laughs> ran into each other 10 yards downfield. That was hilarious. I've never seen anything. You would, if that happened for the, for the half tier cheaters, you would have an aneurysm. The coaches would have an aneurysm. It's like, what on earth is happening with these teams? So that's nicely answered the question of what's impressed you this year. <laughs> i tell you what's impressed me this year. The uniforms have been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Good stash. Good. Yeah. Why, why is it? Okay, at the risk of going down a complete, off a complete tangent, down a rabbit hole here. Um, I'd say the 49ers are playing in that white 1990s throwback that looks it's one of the best uniforms I've ever seen and you've got you know, 2021 um, oh, photographers and all the, all the everything they do to make them look incredible now um, but I look at that and think that's one of the best uniforms they've ever had probably the best best uniform top five in NFL history but back in the 90s it just looks average so what <laughs> why all, oh, well, all of these throwbacks went, that look the 90s, better now. In the 90s, you went from the 70s uniforms, which were basically just, you know, they had those huge <laughs> hats, <laughs> the, the, the really uncomfortable-looking helmets with face masks. And the, the, like the massive face helmets. Face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the 90s, it sort of went into that... I think Reebok took over the designs, didn't they? Yeah. In fact, no, I was... think during the 90s, when most of those throwback uniforms that you're seeing now came out you had the nfl didn't have its shit quite as together as it has now and i think you had multiple different uniform makers so you had reebok starter made a few uniforms adidas made some i know the adidas used to make the patriots ones when they changed to the flying elvis titans were puma um, at one point i think 
Yeah, yeah. So I think there was kind of a, a mishmash of designs, whereas now you've got Nike doing the whole thing. There's a sort of uniformness and a template. The, the NFL kind of has blanded itself out. Yeah, makes it all very boring. It's like that yeah, one so bobble hat that's just the same for every team. Yeah, when you see something a little bit quirky, it's like, fuck, that was, that's really good. But back then, everyone was taking punts on the uniform because they didn't have that sort of revenue sharing that they have now. You know? Yeah, I, I, I reckon at least half the teams in the league have got a throwback that you occasionally see that you just wish they'd use. And because, yeah, well, it's, it's different. Um, there are some, some, some do a few different things, like with the numbers and stuff. But a I lot of the them. I love the uniforms this week. They were great. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't bring myself to like too much about the Indianapolis Colts, but that's just how I'm, how I'm wired. But uh, they're oh, probably one of the best uniforms. About the lead in that game, at least. I just, I, yeah. yeah, I just love the. Uh, I love it. Like, <laughs> have you ever been to Indianapolis? Uh, no. Do you, have, I can't do you know I anyone from Indianapolis? <laughs> I can't say I do. No, but you hate Indianapolis. It's so <laughs> I just don't get it. Don't get just... it. <laughs> this is this is back to your I'm gonna stop supporting the Chiefs because I've never been there. I've I don't know when from there. I've had enough. Sod it. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, I just don't, you know, don't get it. I mean I can you think of you, Adam. <laughs> I I can't you can't I can't explain why like I I, I can't work, go back and you know, it, it stems vaguely from watching Mick Luckhurst present highlight shows and thinking Warren Moon throws quite a nice spiral I quite like this guy um, I, I can't just, I can't got, think I've of a specific moment nine year old Adam Foxcroft well yeah sitting on his sofa in Man United going oh he throws a nice spiral. The first time he ever watched the NFL. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't remember a specific moment. It was because but... you like their kit. That's the only reason we support any of these teams. <laughs> Definitely helped. No, with, but in, in, in my case, it was because they were winning. Well, th- not right, winning, well, but yeah, that, like that, nearly, yeah. nearly winning. Yeah. <laughs> why, why else do you support a team? Because yeah. they're good. Well, I mean, Pat, you must have had a different reason. Yeah. They've got most of my Obviously. name. And they were the underdogs right. when I started paying attention. And I've always supported underdogs, largely due to where I've lived, worked, you know. But You would have to argue then, Pat, that any kind of sense of injustice you have for how bad the Jaguars are, can't you? nobody can have sympathy for that because you chose this life. You chose the life of the underdog. It was a conscious decision. Oh, yeah, I inflicted it on myself, absolutely. Yeah, you don't deserve nice things, mate. It was your no. own choice. <laughs> Fair. Does, I've, I've There's always a little voice in the back of my head saying that. I've genuinely had this conversation about like the fact that the Titans have never won a Super Bowl um, in the, the entire history of the Oilers and Titans. Well, Mark, you can, you can obviously relate to this. Yeah. Well, we all can. Uh, but it's like I'm genuinely not sure how I'd feel if they did. Like it's it's the chase that's part of the no, part of I the think, thrill. I think I'd be all right with it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, would it be a bit like, <laughs> I, like I wouldn't mind to be honest. <laughs> hear, hear me out. It's like, like the two thousand five no, no, no. Ashes was like the pinnacle of everything, and everything since 
is a bit of an anticlimax. No, I'm all right. No, it's yeah. I I can tell as a United fan that's like lived through the nineties. I can tell it was all right when we kept winning. It was I was I was okay with it. It never got boring. Mm, and you okay. never went. Oh, he's completed football. I'll stop paying attention. To that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we ran. We won the treble in 1999, and I didn't think, oh, that'll do. I'm just gonna like. I don't think I'll bother watching football anymore. I may as well have done, considering how it's gone since. But um, yeah, I'm all right with 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 winning games. I, and I, I wonder. And I wonder that with sort of Pats fans these days who've had like 20 years of Tom Brady and Bill well, Belichick. Greg, Greg Rosenthal on on around the NFL after when he went to Tampa, he was. He kind of alluded to it at the time, wasn't he? That he was kind of like, you know, I'm I'm all right with it now. We've won a lot, and I don't really care what happens anymore. Maybe you just become a bit, yeah. Maybe a bit. I don't know if you lose love for the the team as a result. Anyway, we do we we're digressing I, I somewhat. I know that having followed the Chiefs for years and with a box in the loft full of Chiefs crap that I've accrued over the years. <laughs> I did not give one single shit when they won the Super Bowl. That's because you ditched them for the Browns about two years before. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I don't did give you... crap about the Browns being rubbish now, to be honest. Because, <laughs> you know. So maybe Adam's um, right. Maybe you can only support teams when they're shit and you need to move on to like the Jets or someone like that. Maybe. I, I, look, I do think, I mean, I genuinely don't have a team that I care about at the moment in the NFL. I, I kind of wanted Justin Herbert to do all right, but I don't really care anymore. Um, I quite like the the Mac Jones stuff. I quite like that. I <laughs> wish I'd have had the inclination or the wherewithal to have tweeted that when you guys were saying the Patriots were going to be terrible all year around week three when they were getting pumped that they basically had a 75% roster turnover and now uh, revisit this I mean, we time of the season. We're, regu- went, we're if regularly if wrong. went back and listened to everything we said several weeks ago, there was a lot of crowing. Is the, re- is the reason you didn't say it was because the one person who said they were going to be good was Craig? I don't think he did <laughs> say that. Oh, he did. Oh, he yeah, did. We, we he, are, he, he's, yeah. he's reminding us daily. Yeah, it's um, it, it's, it's unfortunate because I don't like it when Craig's right, but he was on them, unfortunately. Uh, Maybe. I mean, yeah, anyway. I, I Yeah, there's not really a team in the league that I care that much about. I like the Cardinals, I guess. Oh, team with the best record in the league. No, but Kyler Murray, yeah, but even then they're hard to like because Kyler Murray's not playing. When Murray plays and and uh, he's a big part of them being good to watch. Yeah, I'm not that bothered about watching Colt McCoy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's fair. I, I mean, we don't need to. I don't think we've spent we've spent quite a while waffling in general, but we need to spend a long time doing this. But should we that's try six and make and a half sense years at this point? Isn't it quite yeah, something like that? Should we make try and make sense of who's likely to be there? Come the end of week, not even week 17, week bloody 18. And we've got six weeks to go in the season. Um, I've had a play around with the the ESPN playoff machine, which doesn't come out till week 12. Um, but you'd stick all, stick all the results in and it works out who's 
likely to be or who's who it calculates to, to be seeded and in the playoffs. Now, we we what we just said is everything's so difficult to predict. So this is kind of a futile exercise to a certain extent, but it does show that the schedule coming up favors certain teams. I mean, look at look at the Ravens for example in the AFC. They've got to play the Rams. Um, they've I think they've yeah they've got two or three games that look quite difficult on paper the Packers as well um so it's arguably tough to tough for them I and mean, they should they should make the playoffs obviously but to get a, a good seeding I mean it's I, I, don't, I don't know what you will think um the the number one seed in each conference is now huge um because there's only one of them and there's a seventh playoff team so having that by is it's such a big advantage um we chatted earlier, Mark, um, and you kind of laughed at me because I did this and I had Tennessee as the, the AFC's number one seed. Now, look at the way, look at a team that's decimated with injuries and looking anemic. Um, to be able to say that seems bonkers. Um, but having beaten supposedly six decent sides in a row, um, having a, a soft schedule at the at the back end of the season means it's it's very possible. I think the the, the thing about that though, Adam, is we we talk about soft schedules and who's good, who's not. Who are those two teams you've lost to recently? Well, the, yeah, yeah. This this is maybe this, this whole thing's futile. I think the, pro, the the problem is is that, that I think that at the minute you're. You have, you're having a tendency, as Buffalo have been doing a little bit this year, of playing to the level of your opponent. So you'd almost be better suited playing a better team. And I think that given you, you've got a soft schedule and you should, you know, you, you should look to win a lot of those games that you have left. But they're also, you know, given the teams that you've lost to, um, there's no reason that you're guaranteed to win at the Steelers versus the 49ers. The Dolphins are on a winning streak at the moment. You've already lost to the Texans. Um, there's there's a lot of games that you could still lose there, especially if unless you get some players fit. Oh yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. It's cause that's the <clears throat> that's why this exercise is flawed because you automatically pick favourites in each game you look at, but that's not how it how it all pans out, is it? No. For for Buffalo, it's we well we all did it, or I think most of us did it, and every single person had the the Bills playing the Patriots at Wildcard Weekend, and you got played them twice, and yeah, they're, yeah, Monday, they're quite mouth watering. I mean, Monday Monday night's huge. Um, having them, um, it for for many many years they were they were the team that we couldn't get past. Now in recent years we we have. Having them come to our place in week thirteen, Monday night football. It's for if the buff if if the Bills want to win the AFC East, they have to have to win that game. And if if they don't, it's kind of like you're bending over to the Patriots again. Um, it's yeah, that's it's a big a regular season game which the Bills have had in in five five six years. If I, I'll tell you what, if I if I give you my <clears throat> fourteen playoff teams, and then just say where I've gone wrong um, instinctively. The AFC, I've got the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the there, Bills. That number one pick, that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. From, regard, ignore the order for a second. <laughs> um, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Ravens and Chargers. 
for any, anything there that seems wrong to any of you? I've got the Colts making the playoffs as the Actually, seventh yeah, seed. Yeah, that seems a bit weird how they've. I'm not quite sure what I've done with that. I had them not... as a. I had them as a ten and seven, um, and yeah, squeaking in. I think over another ten and seventeen, but I can't remember which one. I'm um, just looking. Yeah, Looking back at what I've done here, I've got the Colts winning four out of their last five games. I don't know how they miss out on the back of that, but there you go. The the Chargers, the Colts have, have by what I've done, 10 and 7, and every other team is 11 and 6 and better. But A lot will come down to what happens in the, the AFC West, where you've got all the games... Um, like all the teams within one game of each other, Chiefs seven and four, all the other all the other teams six and five. Um, Raiders and Chargers look like they're falling away a little bit, but the Broncos I think are a bit of a, a dark horse at the moment to sneak in. They look like they're playing quite well. I've probably been a bit a dark generous. horse, three <laughs> <laughs> with their thunder mascot. Yeah, um, um, yeah, they're 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 playing quite well at the moment. Um, and how those teams play when they play the uh, the interdivision games will be will be important for who makes it. But yeah, the Colts Colts sneaking in for me. Yeah, instinctively that feels right. Uh, but yeah, they there you go. The 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 tiebreakers are against them a little bit. Um, in the in the NFC, I had the Packers, the Bucks, Cardinals, Cowboys, Rams, Vikings, and Forty Niners. Um, yeah, same seven for me. Okay, this might be seems seems pretty easy. <laughs> slightly um, slightly different order, but same same seven teams making it. And I think the NFC is far easier to predict because I think there's more shit teams. Um, but it's those teams seem to stand out for me based on schedule as well. That that makes their lives a little bit easier, especially when you're talking about um, teams like the 49ers. I'd really like to see someone kick the Rams out. <laughs> And I do think it's possible they have quite a hard run in, apart from next week, their uh, get-right game. So, and maybe the Vikings can sneak that last spot. I had got... the, yeah, I had the Vikings. Yeah, we had the Vikings in. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, Doug, anyone that we haven't mentioned that you think might, well, sneak in? I think the, easier, the easiest thing would have been to work out who can't make it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because it could. I mean, I have no. Like, I, you know, as I said earlier on, you just don't know who's good. One team could, you know, the Broncos shat the bed two weeks ago. They come out and they look like they're the eighty-nine, eight, eighty-five Bears. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's the AFC. So much of that. Um, the AFC is ridiculous when you look at it. That. Teams all the way down as far as just in the the kind of not the division winners, but the nine teams underneath that, you go as far as the the Dolphins at five and seven. There's really only two teams or three teams, sorry, in the AFC that are out of the hunt. The Dolphins have got the worst record at five and seven, but they've also won four in a row. So they're kind of the the form team almost, and they're only two games off being in the wildcard positions. But the Dolphins haven't yeah. got any scalps though, have they? It feels like they've just benefited. You, you from... don't need scalps, mate. You need wins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they need more uh, than the wins. Well, they we need we more talk that. about three weeks ago, they did beat the uh, the Ravens. Uh, that's a good point. The, but the Ravens, the, like, looking at that game against the Browns, they just, like, you think a team as well coached as they are with Lamar Jackson, they, it's, it's, it's really odd. I, I can't, 
yeah, as you say, it's hard to it's hard to work out. The NFC is probably more predictable. Yeah, but that's the end same. of that first half in the Ravens game is one of the worst periods of football I've ever seen. Which goes back to Doug's point about the general standard of the product overall. Just uh, interception, field goal, interception, fumble, interception, punt, half time. Like what? This is meant to be semi competent team towards the top of their divisions, and it just looked amateurish. We should also mention that Kirk Cousins um, tried to take a snap from his right guard. (laughs) 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 Which, I mean, it's sort of forgivable. Like, I mean, (laughs) he is a professional. He makes 100 million. (laughs) (laughs) Literally 100 100 million. 100 million dollar contract. Fully guaranteed, regardless of what he does. He could be as shit as he likes. Still I mean, he, he yeah, he is. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched, having defended him slightly initially, thinking uh, these things, you could just go to sleep for a second. I watched the clip, and there's a moment where he they, they call time out once he's realised what's happened, and he doesn't have time to sort, sort it out. And the running back sort of, tells him like you, you might want to move to your left a bit <laughs> and they call, call time out and there's a body language of if we call time out here nobody might notice <laughs> oh we don't, i didn't didn't like the look i was seeing or, or something yeah i bet you didn't it was the wrong arsehole <laughs> it, it just beggars belief 100 million dollars yeah <laughs> I, I could do that for a fraction of that contract. Wait, I think <laughs> Peterman could do it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I haven't... If you find me a clip of Nate Peterman taking a snap from his right guard, but, you know, given that one... I mean, uh, yeah, there were... The only, as, team as, I, what was... the only other team I think that's interesting in the NFC is the football team. Um, as I mentioned in my one sentence review, um, won three in the bounce, including beating the the Bucks. Um, all of a sudden, they look like they've found the defence. They've always had a, a, like interesting pieces on offence, but were potentially held back by Taylor Heineke. He's actually been not terrible. I, I quite I quite like him. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's allowed by this point. He, um, he he's he's looking okay. They're they're five and six. Um, there are only two games behind the Cowboys, who not that long ago were the runaway leaders in the NFC East. Um, to suggest you might get two teams from the NFC East get into the playoffs seems ludicrous, but they're playing almost as well as anybody at the moment. There are a couple, couple of things from that game that I noticed. One, well, there was a, a blocked extra point return for two points, which is is pretty rare. Always good. <laughs> Always good. But the again, just being crap for no fathomable reason like the the football like, team lost their, a bit like this podcast a bit like this podcast they lost their kicker went down in fact i think it was the same play that extra yes. point the kicker got hurt and they didn't have anybody who they were who could kick an extra not even an extra point but a chip shot field goal to the extent I, where it nearly lost them the game so they couldn't they didn't even have like a lineman who could have just gone in and kicked kicked it over the bar from two yards out from the end zone. They weren't even prepared to do that. So they were they had a lead of one score towards the end. And rather than kick a chip shot field goal from, I think they're on about the two of the Seahawks, 
rather than do that, they went for it, didn't get it, and nearly, well, the Seahawks had time to score, and but a two-point conversion away from tying it, just because they hadn't thought of that contingency. Well, you could argue Absolute the flip garbage. of that, couldn't you? They didn't have a man to kick the extra point. They converted their own two-point conversion to give themselves an eight-point lead, and then the Seahawks couldn't convert their own two-point conversion and had yeah, but to they go have... for an onside kick and failed it. Regardless so... of any of that, they could have gone 11 points or 10 points ahead if they just had thought of that contingency. Like it, and as we know, as we know, extra points are automatic, and none of them were missed last week. So you know that definitely. Yeah, but this water. isn't even extra points are now from the fifteen. This would have been from the two. Even Tubbs would have stuck one over from there. <laughs> nah, he wouldn't. <laughs> my my question to that point is: if your job is to be an NFL place kicker, would it not make financial sense? to spend half of the, quite honestly, masses of dead time you must have as a human being, rather than lifting weights, punting a football. Until you can punt it 60 yards. And why hasn't anyone thought of doing this before? Because you could honestly double your salary. Well, not to the point the other way around. Well, not, why, normally they Why are, they not, why why are punters not, why are punters not yeah. kicking? Because why, why like has said, nobody said to someone, why has no agent ever gone, do you know what, uh, Brian, anger, <laughs> yeah. why don't you try practicing field goals? Because I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty marketable if you but that, were that's, like, that's what nor That's what they normally do, is they'll sub for each other. But for and, some reason... But why, you, but, the, why, why don't they all do it? Why just yeah. not do it? Yeah. Save yourself a space that's on the 53-man yeah, roster. Yeah. And you think that they've got fairly transferable skills, right? Yeah, you would. You you'd would hope. think you think their punter kicking a chip shot field goal would have a better chance of securing the game than just going for it. What I can't understand it, like to much to Doug's point, why why isn't a punter spending at least an hour a week practicing field goals or anyone? Because it's like just, you're in the you you you're yeah. even in the facility. You know, if you need to practice it, it's not like you're you know thinking, oh, where can I do it? You're literally in the building. Just yeah, it's ridiculous. And the long snapper's not going to be anything else. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's not like that would be seen as dangerous and count towards snap counts of whatever. I'm pretty sure I could invent a machine that would replace a long snapper for practice. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like the long snapper's got much to do either. To be fair, why doesn't? Can you invent a machine that replaces this long snapper podcast? Why does the normal centre slash backup centre not practice long snaps? Mental. It's like there's special teams in general. You feel that 90% of coaches just ignore it or just don't give it the time it deserves. And I can, this this is where, this is something that Belichick always just has a, is a step up from others, like pay, pays attention to all these little details because there, there comes a point where they'll matter. It was the same with the Steelers a few weeks ago, wasn't it, where their kicker got injured while he was trying to run a fake and then they had no one to kick field goals and extra points after that. And like, I think ultimately it may have even cost them the game because they didn't have anyone to do that. Get the punter kicking it. Like I, I, I can understand if I can understand them not going for a sixty yarder because the punter doesn't have the leg. But when you've gone, you're that anyway. Well, just 
Jim. This this is this I, has I been also a. I feel like the the kick, kickers now. Yeah, I think we may have touched on this before, but kickers used to make 50 yard field goal. The kicker making a fifty yard field goal was an event. Now they're making sixty yard field goals, and it's an event. And I think that the standards for NFL kickers are just unrealistically high. Maybe I, I, in my head though, they they were better back in the day. They're yeah. probably inaccurate. They absolutely were not. See also everything. Uniforms. Nineties Premier League, far better. Mate, uh, Mark, how long was the field goal that um, cost Buffalo the Super Bowl? Thirty odd yards. Scotty Norwood. But a 35-yard field goal in the mid-90s was a 60% kick. I, I, I seem to remember that it was like, you know, but I, I, my memories of it are similar to Adam's, that, you know, if you, your kicker, if he missed a, a 45-yard kick, he was done. That was him because they just didn't. But I guess I just didn't, I just can't remember all the ones that they missed. There, are, there, there were never 32 Justin Tuckers. But it feels <laughs> it feels like there were more than just him. But maybe maybe not. <laughs> yeah. But it certainly doesn't seem like if it was as much of an issue back then. No, no. Better, um, better, better times. Yeah, better times. Before, shall we? We can re- we can preview some some games and get things back on track to the present day. Is there anything I've missed or anything anyone wants to wants to mention before we do? It does feel like that was a proper long snapper tangent, though. I did enjoy that. I feel we've not had one of them for a while. So we can start to spend spend 10 minutes talking about kickers and punters. That was good. More of that, please. And ironically, not really. Well, we actually, again, mentioned long snappers a little bit. Yeah. Um, They're more important than kickers. Because as we all know, kickers don't matter. No, they yeah. definitely, definitely do not. Damn right. All right. The only thing I'd add is I hope we never have another flags giving because... Just ruin some potentially quite good games of football. Thanks, Thanksgiving, those games. Well, as I touched on a week ago, they're invariably disappointing. <laughs> that's who. That's the game that I was talking about with the terrible coaching. I think. Sorry, just before we go on, um, the quarterback that was said, uh, the the ex Rams guy. What's his name? Goff. 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 That dude is not being helped. It's very like the the you had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about how Aaron Rodgers throws a pick, it's on the receiver. Jared Goff throws a pick, it's because he's Jared Goff. He's getting that treatment. If you look at go, I, I haven't, but I was taking note on the spider cam replays when they were showing it from behind the quarterback, and they were saying, "Oh, Goff's got to do is a check down king." You know, I know it was Sky Sports saying that and they're fucking useless. You know, Neil Reynolds, dreadful and every person. It's like they have a talent competition to find the most bland, meek, say nothing gits <laughs> to come on and present their NFL coverage. But that man did not have an open receiver all night apart from the underneath routes because they were just... They, that's what they were giving him. They were giving him the underneath routes. Mm. All this narrative stuff about how he's not making good throws. He made three or four really good throws that night. And, but I just think they're terribly coached. The amount of times they had third and long and they just ran a, a run up the middle. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. 
I think we've they're putting, um, they're, they're, they're putting a guy who has a, has a a nar- like the narrative of, on him is that he can't throw with it like he's a one one read guy. So teams are coming to him and taking away his second and third reads and just giving him a read. If that read's not there, he checks down because that's what he's being given. But the coaches are playing into that. It's a Dan Campbell special. He's uh, I think we've established already this season that he's less than adequate when it comes to NFL head coaching. Yeah, well, I mean, they were penalised for back-to-back timeouts on the same play, which, uh, <laughs> as we've discovered in Jacksonville, isn't a mark of good coaching. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's not forget that Tom Brady a year ago threw two forward passes on the same play. You know, this this guy's got six rings or seven. I don't. Is it seven rings? I don't. I don't even care. Right. I think Matt Jones is proving, if if anybody can, that any any old system quarterback can succeed under Bill Belichick. Yeah, as long as he cuts out the Carson Wentz shovel pass interceptions. Yes. <laughs> There's another one of those, wasn't there? And, and while the Titans decide that they'll let anybody catch the ball 10 yards down the field and let them run for a further 30, then they're not going to have too much success in their game. No. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Right, one sentence previews for next week, wherever week it is. Let's kick off with Dallas at New Orleans. Surely the Cowboys have far too much to dispatch of Trevor Simeon and Tony Jones. The Saints look lost and waiting for the season to end as quickly as possible. New York Giants at Miami. In my head, this game will always be Eli Manning rushing for the pylon in the pouring rain at Wembley, and I wish it was. Indianapolis at Houston. In the interest of player welfare, there's absolutely no need for this game to go ahead. Say the same about all of these, probably. Minnesota at Detroit. 0 11 and 1. Philadelphia at New York Jets. Must win for the Eagles. The Jets was nothing more than pride to play for. Arizona at Chicago. The last time the home team won a game between these two was back in 2003, a streak that isn't coming to an end here. LA Chargers at Cincinnati. LA have to win, but won't. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Another very one-sided affair. Easy win for the current champions whose team that can't stop scoring plays a team that can't keep anyone out. Jacksonville at LA Rams. Doesn't get easier for the Jags heading to the metropolis of Los Angeles. Could it could be an urban nightmare for Urban Meyer? That sounded better in my head. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I do not expect this game to be easy on the eye. Ugly, attritional. Will this be Big Ben's final season? A lot of these previews could just apply to any of these games, couldn't they? San Francisco at Seattle. Both teams will probably try the... I'll start again. I know you won't notice it. Correct. Both teams will do their plan. I'll start again. <laughs> A game in which both teams will what? do their Sorry? Lose. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> If someone had done that to you, you'd have been livid. Well, yeah, I would have, and then I would have ended it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. San Francisco at Seattle. Both teams will do their best to lose this. That was it. (laughs) Washington at Las Vegas. The last time the Raiders beat the football team, Kerry Collins and Mark Brunel were the quarterbacks. That's the last one like that, I promise. Denver at Kansas City. Huge AFC West clash is the the Chiefs. Chiefs offence tries to pick apart a suddenly stellar Broncos D. 
And finally, New England at Buffalo. A massive game that will go a long way to deciding the winner of the AFC East. Buffalo have the weapons to win, but do they have the nows to beat Belichick it out? That is almost a might stay up for game. I will be be up for that one. I'd like to think you were. Yeah, I will be up for that. It's poor... Is it yeah. the Monday night game? Sunday, like Sunday night game. Mon- Monday, Monday night, night Monday one. night football. Annoyingly. Sunday night is much more disappointing. Broncos at Chiefs. I think that's a big game. Yeah. I, From an I, AFC West implications, every every team could finish that week on seven and five. I think that's how the whole league's going to finish, apart from Jacksonville, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's those three teams like Jacksonville the Jets Houston and the Lions everyone else is going to finish like you know eight and nine so everything we said everything we've tried to guess is just pointless I, I still hate the fact that it's eight and nine by the way yeah I don't yeah that's there's so much about this season that's shit like I didn't realize but the fantasy playoffs finish what next week or the week after uh, fantasy playoffs start next week right there's two more weeks of regular season, I think. Okay, depends. But depends I think, doesn't that mean that some teams are going to have played more games than other teams? Which means that next year, when you draft your fantasy teams, you need to take into account. Yeah, points which don't make teams sense. Are going to have played more games. Well, because of late bye weeks, or yeah, yeah, because there's an uneven number of weeks. The league, the leagues that I'm commissioner of, which are three actually i've in each case i've made the season the regular season a week longer and i assume that most most people gen generally yeah, but, did but that my point is during during the season like when you get to this point you could have a team now in which the majority of your players have played one less game than the majority of players that you're playing against yeah yeah i feel that so in which in which case you need to you need to pick players from teams with bye weeks later in the season yep. because they will have played more games before it gets to crunch time in your fantasy leagues. Uh, oh, this Which is fantasy. Make a massive difference. This, but this is fantasy football content and I, I don't endorse that. Well, I can guarantee that that little snippet of content is better than those other Muppets will have done in the entire time since <laughs> I've been off of this podcast. So... You know. <laughs> Can we can we put in one of the old fantasy football um, jingles that we used to do? No, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were great. They were great. <laughs> All right, I'll tell. Ta- I'll ta- well, I'll God, tell you what we will. Garage band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're going to. We're not going to have things Pat hates this week. Um, why would we when we can have things Doug likes? <laughs> Ooh, peel grapes. Ooh, that flat spot on the steering wheel. Things Doug likes. Well done on creating and or finding that jingle. (laughs) 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 On the the back of what you've just done there, I really want to just leave that unedited. (laughs) Just with a gap. Very good. Um, shall um, we? Shall we? Uh, uh, that was that was it. I, well, there aren't. There's not going to be any others. 
I don't suppose. Okay, well, I haven't actually given you anything I like yet. Well, no. I mean, you I, thought, I thought the jingle was the thing you liked. <laughs> yeah. right, fair enough. Fair enough. That'll work. Okay, yeah. Well, give us something you like if you if you want. Um, Cadbury's roses. Oh, okay. What's so your favourite of the roses? Well, it's been discontinued. I was a coffee cream man. No. Yeah. Of course you are. Of course you're so a coffee I've, cream man. I've always been more of a heroes guy over a roses. Just buy a whole bar. Ro- uh, Heroes, the tapas of chocolate selections. Yeah. Yeah, give me, <laughs> give me that over a rose. But the, ro- shit. But the roses don't know what... Plate. Roses don't know what they want to be. They're just like a mysterious, like, colour selection of chocolate. That's the whole point. No. I don't I want a, a, I want, no, I want... bite of something resembling a Snickers. If I want a Snickers, I want a whole Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> 20 and squish them all together. So celebrations and heroes are out on the back of that, but Absolutely. roses and quality street—they're old school. Yeah, yeah, and a milk tray. Don't mind a milk tray. Okay. Good. I like buying a box of milk tray just randomly because, and and then going to the old girl on the tills because she thinks, "Oh, he's being romantic, isn't he?" No, I'm going to eat these on my way to Wigan, love. <laughs> <laughs> Used to deliver them in his twenties. Now he just eats them in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still wear the roll neck. Uh, no, you got you buy a buy a bar of Toblerone for that and drive to Dundee in your bare feet. Not a, <laughs> not a large one, a medium sized one. <laughs> Any other business? Um, Doug, well, well, start start with you. I'm sure uh, it's it's been a while on here, um, but you'd have covered some yeah. things all over. You've got t- two years to get off your chest. <laughs> no, um, well, I've been doing it on. I'm all over, uh, available on all good podcatchers and some bad ones as well. Um, yeah, well, I've, I've been having intermittent power cuts all night tonight, which has been a bit of a pain in the ass. But um, incredibly, you've stayed with one. us. Just, the... just in case, just in case, look, just I'll, I'll be mildly positive, just in case anyone doesn't listen to all over that listens to this. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix at the moment um, called 14 Peaks which is about a an ex-Gurkha slash SBS soldier who quits uh, the military and decides that he's going to climb the 14, 8,000 metre peaks in the quickest time ever. Um, bearing in mind, I've got books written by people who have climbed, you know, whole novels dedicated to one ascent of a 14,000, uh, of, of a, an 8,000 metre peak. Uh, this dude does um, well. I won't. I, well, he he climbs them all in seven months, uh, including doing Mount Everest and Lotse in thirty-six hours. Jesus, which is, I mean, just it, the the geezer's a machine. Um, and when you are exposed to people like that, you really see what people are capable of and just how much of a fucking waste you've made of your life <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff is mind-boggling though like you exactly exactly he's, that. he's going up some of the most like he's going up when he the, the most interesting bit is when he gets to k2 which k like i'm a bit of a mountain noise I, I, like, i'm never gonna go and climb one of these things because it's fucking dangerous and i would die immediately but k2 is you know 
Everest is the highest one. K2 is where climbers go. And he gets to the base. Everest is K2. a bit too mainstream. You've got to be. You've got to be. It a, is. It is. Um, you joke, but it is. Um, <laughs> he gets to the base camp at K2, and there's a whole phalanx of people there that have, have been up and t- been turned back by the weather. And he's just like, well, you lot will seem a bit of a bummer. I'm going to get you all to the top. And he just fucks off up the top of K2, comes down, and then everyone else goes up after him. And and he's going up these hills like he's walking through the beacons. And and there it's unreal, and it, it's an hour and just over an hour and a half long. It's well worth a watch because it's um, truly unbelievable. I'll, I'll go next on the back of another TV series that I'm just really enjoying at the moment. We've talked about it on here before, but it's the new series is about halfway through at the minute, and it's one of the few things that you could spend half an hour, 40 minutes watching an episode and be mostly in hysterics throughout. And that's Kirby enthusiasm. Uh, it's not lost a step. Uh, if, if anything, it's better than, than when it started, like the, how they c- come up with new elaborate farcical plots that are half improvised anyway. It's just incredible talent. And it's like no other, I, I, Sure, most most people, most of you have probably seen it. I know, I know, Mark, you're a fan, uh, but it just it astounds me how funny it can consistently be. <coughs> yeah, could agree more. Agreed. Brilliant. Yeah, one of the best things on television. I mean, and the episode a couple of weeks ago where I could somehow roped in a, a Ku Klux Klansman into the plot. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> and, and yet keep it like actually no one's no one's going to be offended watching this i don't know how that's possible but they managed <laughs> to do that <laughs> make, and, it be, and, make it be really nice to woody harrelson pretend that was so good <laughs> <laughs> all right uh pat any other business yeah, well, um, Stevenage just got a new manager in place in the shape of Paul Tisdale. He's just lost his first game as manager, 4-3 on penalties to go out of the Papa John's Trophy. Fuck um, off, the Papa John's Trophy. <laughs> actually, it's not even called that anymore. It's called the Carabao Trophy, which is even worse. Um, oh, my God. The is winning that, goal was scored the by... the bands, Like, the fit and proper test for football clubs. Papa John was dropped by every single outlet in America for being openly racist. Like, he's all right to sponsor football. Well, you know, they're, they're more of a guideline, I think. Did they do it before the match? Probably. I don't think so. Unbelievable. Papa John's trophy, that is unreal. <laughs> anyway, the winning goal was scored by former Stevenage player's son. Um, so, yeah. Thanks to Jason Goodliffe for helping us out of the, of the competition this year. No one wants to be in here in the first place. Another Stevenage-related thing. Uh, it's the nine-year anniversary of the death of Mitchell Cole um, of cardiomyopathy. And it's just uh, nice to pay tribute to him. He died at the tender age of 27, left us far too young. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're fundraising in his absence every year since then to uh, fund <coughs> research into the disease. And it's a, a really worthy cause, I think. Absolutely. Should get Russ to miss a kick for him. 
<laughs> we could put some of our bet winnings towards that. Yep. Um, well, as we said earlier, it depends who places it. Um, Mark, finish us off. Um, so I've heard some shit, shit sporting ex- excuses um, for, for defeats in the past, but something this week really um, caught my attention when uh, Sean Murphy off of snooker um, lost a game to a, a Chinese amateur slash qualifier in a tournament. And he was so annoyed about losing the game that he uh, he said the the, the the words, I feel extremely hard done by that I've lost to someone who shouldn't even be in the building. I don't know why we, as a sport, allow amateurs to compete in professional tournaments. This is our livelihood. It's our living. He goes on to talk about how it's playing in tournaments like this is you know, helping him to put food on the table. And the reason he lost to this person was because he played like he didn't have a care in the world. Fuck off, Sean Murphy. You're meant to be a professional sportsman who's learnt to deal with the ability of overcoming that type of pressure to win tournaments. Also, you've won four million pounds in competitions. I think if you've managed to squander four million quid so that you can't afford to put food on your kid's table, you're doing something wrong. If you've it's sour grapes and you've made yourself look like an absolute prick by whinging about losing to someone who you should have beaten. If you know, if you're good enough, you'll win the game. Stop there's, being a money prick. There's another angle to this which he didn't articulate very well because he was just there's no other, there's no other, there's well, no there's no other, there, well, win the game, win the game. Yeah, yeah, if you're fine, good enough, win the game. Simple as that. Uh, these there there's a bit of a quirk which I heard Neil Robertson on the radio actually try and explain rationally and very well that where they've had dropouts instead of playing the world number 128 they're playing an unclassified amateur who are better players than the world number 128 they're just an amateur because they're old or they've dropped off the tour also the snooker ranking system set up to protect the ranked players anyway so it's even less of a shout he's probably only an amateur player because he can't play in enough tournaments to become a professional this this guy this guy was a professional last year and dropped out because he didn't get enough good results but i think i mean i i i I can't be. But, I don't but reg- have... Regardless, if you're the person who lost the World Championship final the season before and have won World Championship finals, you should be good enough to be an amateur, quote unquote, amateur player. Stop whinging about the fact that you lost because the guy doesn't have a care in the world because this isn't how he makes his living. Clearly, this is trying is how he's trying to make his living. Um, and you should be, as a professional sportsman, have the ability to be able to overcome that pressure, so to speak, that makes it far harder for you. Fuck off, Sean Murphy. It's also somewhat hypocritical to make that complaint having won a semi-professional golf tournament as an anima- amateur beating some professionals, but that's a side note. <laughs> I, I did see that. <laughs> he did tried to qualify for the Open or something, didn't he? Or got close. Yeah, it, it, yeah but I think if he had a case, he didn't articulate it and just came out with all the wrong things. Um, I, don't, I don't understand if he's, why if he's it's struggling. even a thing. You put, you're in a tournament, you beat who's in front of you if you want to win the tournament. Yeah, It's, it's, yeah. it's as simple as that. I don't care who you're playing. If he could have been playing like the, the world number one in that, in that game, win, win, the, win the game if you want to win it. It's, it's bullshit. Should we stop playing the FA Cup then? <laughs> well, well, no, uh, but my point is that, that no, you no, can't no, tell no, me... I'm that, saying to Sean Murphy, so do we yeah, stop exactly. playing the FA Cup? Quite, exactly right. 
maybe the amateur team should play in the Papa John's Trophy. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's ludicrous. Oh, um, talk talking of things that are ludicrous. England women won twenty nil tonight. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a point where qualifiers of this type needs needs to be looked at because the amount well, of like the amount of I, nine I nils, ten nils televising women's football needs to be looked at. <laughs> um, yeah, it's any any time you're in a competition such as this that uh, in in the men's qualifiers the amount of nine nils, ten nils that you had where you've got Germany play Liechtenstein, it's what is the benefit to anybody in playing that game? All you're doing is increasing the player's risk of getting an injury. Serves no <laughs> serves no purpose. Now we've definitely gone full circle. <laughs> Indianapolis at Houston serves no <laughs> purpose. Yeah. All right, that'll that'll probably do it. I reckon. Um, good to uh, good to have you on again, Doug. Cheers. Oh, one more thing. Watch. Um... On BBC iPlayer, watch what we do in the shadows. If you want to laugh at something, what should we do? What we do in the shadows? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've yeah. been better at You're actually. Never watch that, are you, Adam? Well, you say that. <laughs> we covered this a few weeks. We back through. About following through and actually watching things people recommend. So, watch this space. There we go. Right. We'll. Uh, some of us might be back next week. Who knows? Enjoy a few pointless games of football on Sunday. <laughs> Go well. Why play golf at a shit course when you can play one at a good course for slightly more money?